Kenna Lenhoff. I'm Kathy Polkerbeck. And I'm Inez Bellina. And together we are XX Will Travel. On today's episode, we're going to talk about public transportation and you. Why do you think understanding public transportation is important when you travel? Public transportation tends to be usually the cheapest way to get around and contrary to popular opinion, probably the most convenient way to get around. So when you go to a new place, how has using public transportation helped you enjoy your visit? For me, public transportation gives you kind of a more local view of the place you're in. You tend to go through streets and neighborhoods that maybe you wouldn't have seen at all if you had just stayed like in a, in a tour bus or just, you know, around the like four blocks that surround your hotel. It is also a fascinating place to people watch. These are, you know, the locals in their natural habitat and you just get some great characters in buses and trains and so on. I don't know if Kathy has other thoughts. I think when you get somewhere using public transportation, you have more of a sense of accomplishment. A tour bus can drop you off in the middle of anywhere, but if you've had to work to get there, you're going to enjoy that meal or enjoy that attraction all the more. Should you do research about public transportation before you get to the location you're going to? Most, most, many countries, I shouldn't say most, many countries have apps for public transport or maps online, PDFs you can download to your phone. But I generally advise doing research in advance just to get a feel like of what's available. Is there a metro? Is it mostly buses? Is it a formal system of transportation or are you going to be taking minibuses with the locals? Yeah, I have to agree with what Kathy says, uh, with what Kathy just said. One, the great thing about this global internet society we live in is that you can probably Google this information beforehand and it will probably just relieve a lot of anxiety. You know, if you know a place has a subway system or a bus system, you can kind of start um, figuring out how to navigate that from the comfort of your own home. However, I think it's extremely useful for places that have more informal modes of public transportation. Newsflash, a lot of areas in the world do not have a subway system that looks like New York's or a bus system that looks like San Francisco. It can be very informal. There might be no maps. There might be um, different pricing depending on what bus you're using and what route you're, you're using. And um, this is where the internet can be a huge help. I will say though, for those kind of um, more informal places, like for example, home country of Peru, shout out. Locals can also be a great help. Talk to the person at your hotel or your hostel and they will probably happily point out the best way to get somewhere. Let's also talk about some of the joys you have when you travel. There's no greater joy than riding in a tuk-tuk. So <laughs> let's talk about tuk-tuks for a moment. Tuk-tuks, what are they? <laughs> tuk-tuks, I've never been in one. <gasps> so a tuk-tuk is basically a mini golf cart, but not really. 
It's like a little mini motorized vehicle with um, a guy driving and then space for two people in the back, possibly three if you really tuck yourself in. And that has been my experience. My tuck tuck experience has been some sort of motorized cart where only two people can fit, usually found in Southeast Asia. It is uh, death defying in the best way possible. And there, there is something to say about just, you know, going down at a rapid speed with the wind just kind of <laughs> like slapping your face, wondering whether you will make it to your next destination. So where you've traveled, has there been a human powered option? Or is that, is that just a Vietnamese thing? I've had a situation where I've had um, a guy in a bike, dri you know, driving me. But I just thought those were kind of like a bike caddy. I don't know what they're called. Or a rickshaw, right? <laughs> I don't know what they're called. So, Ciclo, <laughs> rickshaw, tuk-tuk. <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> this I is when you do the research and you find out. But if you have a chance, tuk-tuks are very fun. And I will say that if you're a big public transportation geek like I am, Bangkok is probably the best city for public transportation in the sense that there are buses, there's a subway, there are tuk-tuks, there are water taxis, hello, taxis, just regular taxis, and it's a very walkable city. It is basically a public transportation paradise even if like half of those things I'm not entirely sure are regulated. Oh I completely agree with you Inez and this is coming from a person who obviously I live in Chicago. I'm very familiar with a regulated public transportation system so when you go to a place that does not have a regulated system it's surprising but really fun <laughs> too. Love a water taxi. Chicago has one too if you ever have a chance. It can take you from downtown to Chinatown. You should try it. It's my favorite thing in the suburb of Chicago. That's for another episode. Now I'm going to ask, what has been the easiest city to travel in based on public transportation? Well, New York is kind of the most, one of the most obvious choices that come to mind. I lived there for about five years, and my first week there, like, you just start taking the subway almost immediately from the moment you arrive. It is by far the quickest way to get anywhere. It is extremely convenient. It is very safe thanks to or because of Giuliani's draconian laws. For better or for worse, please don't send me hate mail about Giuliani. I'm not, I don't care. Um, I will also say that most of Europe has excellent um, public transportation, especially when it comes to subways. And outside of Europe and North America, Hong Kong has a great subway system that I highly recommend. Tokyo was actually the first subway system I encountered outside of the US and it is amazing. Even the children are well behaved. I don't know what it is. They have announcements in English, they have audio announcements, and they have scrolling light announcements. So it's written in English so you don't have to read Japanese and it's kind of my subway dream. <laughs> Besides getting you from point A to point B, subway systems and public transportation have also been places where you can see great art. 
where do you think has been the most architecturally impressive subway system or train station you've been in? I would have to say by far Moscow. If you've never been on the subway in Moscow, you have to go. Uh, I was visiting a friend and he recommended that I take half a day and just ride the rails. And I thought he was crazy. But back in the day, Stalin decided to build this elaborate subway system. And what made it unique was it was so far underground. And that was to protect people in the event of bombs being dropped on Moscow. And it has great works of art. Even though it was an atheist country under Stalin, he wanted people to look up so they'd look upwards towards heaven and they'd see all his propaganda art and think of God or a deity. There are vaulted ceilings, there's granite floors, marble statues, gold leaf everywhere, chandeliers hanging from the ceilings, mosaics, stained glass panels, portraits of Soviet leaders, artists, scientists, and sometimes the stations are themed. For example, Belarusskaya has folk art from Belarus, and Elektrozadovskaya is named after the light bulb factory that existed when it was built, and it's electricity themed, so it's just an amazing thing to visit and all this wonderful art in an unlikely place. And even better, it gets you anywhere you need to go. So that would, that would be the most artistic subway, subway system that I've ever been in. It was amazing. And we'll post more pictures on the blog in case you're interested. I can't really think of one that comes to mind, but I will say that um, the Czech subway system scared the crap out of me, not because it was inefficient or slow or dangerous, but the, what do you call them? The electric... Escalators? The, the escalators were so tall and so deep that I consistently thought I was falling into an abyss. And every single time I had to go up or down, I literally had to focus on one single dot on my horizon to prevent myself from feeling vertigo. So it's an experience. Was it worse than DC? Because I feel like DC is super steep. I can't say I've experienced a DC subway in a really long time, or maybe I blocked it out of my mind because <laughs> it was not a pleasant experience for me. It was an experience though. <laughs> <laughs> what, what happened in DC? No, not because of that. Just because if it was steeper than the than the one I encountered in Prague, I for sure have some sort of um, PTSD from it. <laughs> I was really scared in the one in Prague, like very, very scared. Um, I guess I have a fear of heights that I discovered while going underground. Irony, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> In the 21st century, most uh, public transportation is automated now in the developed world. Have you ever been somewhere where it is not automated, where you have a ticket taker or have to deal with more of the personal element? For as fabulous as the Moscow Metro may be, they still have paper tickets. Like, you have to go to a cashier 
and buy your ticket. This is going to be a long answer that I will try to make very short. Lima, the capital of Peru, my hometown, is a wonder in many ways. Public transportation is a gallery of horrors that I can't even begin to describe. But perhaps the main thing to take into account is that the majority of our public transportation consists of small mini like Volkswagen vans, the kind you see usually in like movies about the 60s and hippies. Okay, so someone buys that, puts some sort of sticker on the windshield indicating what route they're going to take, and then gets his cousin or his unemployable friend to be the ticket taker. So you have one driver who's speeding throughout the entire city, and you have this unemployable friend hollering out of the open door of the van, begging passengers to come in. If they do come in, he will be the one that hands you the ticket and takes the money. There is no automation at all. They've tried to improve the public transportation system in Lima somewhat. There's now an express bus on one of our um, most important avenues. I think they're trying to formalize some of these bus routes, but it's a big, big mess. In which case, I suggest if you go to Lima, download Uber, just use a private cab. <laughs> what subway system or public transportation system have you been on that has the best view? Um, Chicago, for me, is actually one of the cities or one of the public transportation systems that gives you the best view. The L, which is short for elevated train, is the major artery that connects the city and um, I have sometimes just been on it just to check out neighborhoods throughout my window. It's really beautiful and because Chicago skyline is in general, um, I think one of the prettiest skylines in the country, I, I think the L is actually a great tourist attraction. I think anywhere with a bus gives you a nice view of the city, especially if you're in a very developed downtown such as Paris. Um, you can go down the Champs-Élysées and see all the major sites just by the bus. And I think there's a divide between train people and bus people. Like some people. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Are you team bus or team train? I completely agree. <laughs> Trains or buses are so slow. I get really frustrated. I have a friend who loves buses and insisted that we take buses anywhere. But I can't deal. Like I need to know what the stops are, and if we're going to stop at that stop. And if there are any old people, it's harder for them to get off the bus, which is no offense to old people, because I'll be old one day too. I'm firmly team train. I will say I am team train with occasional bus affairs. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I am team train, but I'm not anti-team bus. <laughs> It's true. If so, I, it, I, yeah. It depends, too, if you have a lot of time to get where you're going and you like unpredictability, then hop on a bus. But <laughs> if you're going to work and you have to be there at 8.30, maybe a train is a better idea. <laughs> to wrap up the conversation, what are the five things you should research regarding public transportation before you visit a new place? Number one, figure out if there are any apps available with maps and schedules for the places you're going. And if not, go to our friend Mr. Paper, 
and um, get more information there. Number two, make sure that wherever you're staying has reliable public transportation nearby, whatever that public transportation may be. An Airbnb apartment out in the boons might be lovely and cheap, but it might be a real pain in the butt to get anywhere from it. Number three, figure out how much it's going to cost you when you get there. And another tip is to see if you need exact change. For example, in Buenos Aires, they don't give you change. So you have to, and um, coins are a luxury. People hoard their coins. So you have to know what you're going to pay going in and have exact change. Number four, if you want to indulge in a taxi, make sure that the taxis off the street where you are are considered safe. The best way to find this out is asking a local if they themselves would take a taxi. If they wouldn't, do not do it. Just splurge, hire a private cab. Um, you will thank me for this later. <laughs> and a lot of hotels have relationships with cabs that they know uh, the drivers and they know they're safe. For example, in Mexico City, I was advised never to take a cab unless it was attached to the place I was staying. And here's our number five. Just do it! Public transportation is an adventure. It can be awesome and a great way of learning about the city. Or it can suck really bad, but you'll have a wonderful story to tell people and you'll sound like a badass. It's very true. There's nothing more badass than taking a water taxi to get somewhere. Boom. Or a water buffalo. Boom. <laughs> or a tuk-tuk. Boom. <laughs> and on that note, we'll wrap up the podcast here. If you like us, and you know you do, check out XX World Travel on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or on our website at xxwilltravel.com. .wordpress.com And we'll be back in two weeks talking about a city we love. Aww. Chicago! Yay! Yay! We'll give you the insider info on Second City, which no one in Chicago ever calls it. Also, no one calls it the shy. That needs to stop. <laughs> Thank it's you true. in advance. <laughs> Go forth and travel.